Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome to this Monday episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Uh, I've been trying not to annoy you with the episode numbers lately, but this one is 199, meaning that tomorrow, Tuesday, we hit big number 200, 200 episodes of this new program here on KSL News Radio. And thank you for tuning in. Over the weekend, I am sure that uh, you, just like myself, we've been glued to updates coming from Washington, D.C., specifically the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center, where the president of the United States uh, has spent the entire weekend as a patient. Think about that for a moment. The president of the United States is a checked-in patient at a hospital right now. That doesn't happen too often. And when it does, uh, it, is all, it is totally understanding uh, that all eyes are on the leader of the free world, right? Continuity of government is an important thing to consider. And in fact, we're going to look at the implications on the vice president's schedule, specifically how it relates to his travel to Utah and some events that he may or may not be engaged in and where that falls in and how he may have been impacting his movements may have been impacted in the wake of some uncertainty regarding the president's health. I have been struck by something since the since Friday when I saw, uh, and you and I have seen this clip over and over, Friday early evening when the president walked from the White House uh, to Marine One, that helicopter which then transported him to Walter Reed. He made that walk alone. And the news from earlier in the morning was that both he and Melania had tested positive for the coronavirus. Uh, So very simple to to observe that uh, he went to the hospital alone and his wife, his bride, uh, stayed behind, uh, both of them battling a deadly virus. And uh, the reality is, and the unfortunate reality, is that the relationship between Donald Trump and Melania has become, for many, a punchline. And that any illusion of uh, you know, romance and love and affection between the two of them uh, often leads to eye rolls. And I don't like that. It's not right. The relationship between a husband and a wife uh, ought to be respected, you know, regardless of where people stand in the public eye. And it broke my heart uh, to to see uh, much of the criticism of that relationship coming in the wake of uh, their separation. Put it in terms uh, you can relate to. Think about uh, maybe yourself and your spouse. Or think about your parents. Think about your parents uh, enduring uh, a trial like this. Think back here to two of the first people, two of the first Utahns to come down with the coronavirus. Uh, John and Irene Herring. Remember John, for a time, was quarantined on a cruise ship in Japan when his bride uh, was put on a transport uh, aircraft uh, flown to an Air Force base in California where the two of them, with limited communication, limited understanding, uh, were forced to endure uh, weeks uh, alone. That was a heartbreaking reality. 
to talk about some of these sensitivities and really put this into better perspective, uh, Debbie Dejanovic joins me. She and I, during a commercial break earlier today, got into a conversation along these lines, and I, it sparked some, sparked some strong feelings in me, and I want to continue that conversation now. Debbie, how are you? Good, Lee. Thanks for having me. When you see these types of criticisms uh, of or some of these jokes made about the president and his you know, matrimonial relationship with Melania, sure, there's an age difference. Sure, they live an atypical lifestyle. Uh, but uh, does, that, does that grant us permission to poke fun? Absolutely not. Um, it's their decision to make. And we might not and we certainly don't understand what makes their marriage work. But as you were talking just moments ago, I jotted down a couple of notes We as society tend to judge people for marrying too young. We judge people for waiting too long to get married. We judge people for not getting married at all. So it's not that far of a stretch to think um, probably the most well-known couple right now in America um, are, you know, in the public eye. I mean, here's one of the headlines I read. Uh, He gets arm candy. She gets security. That's when they uh, were first um, discussing or it became to light that they were going to be getting married in in 2005. But he has been married to Melania since it since 05, which has outlasted any of his his other two marriages. Somehow they're making it work. We just don't know why. And so I think we judge from a place of fear um, and a place of um, not understanding. Just three hours ago, Melania Trump tweeted, and in fact, it was the replies to this tweet that kind of uh, triggered this conversation in my mind. She wrote, excuse me, three hours ago, uh, my family is grateful for all the prayers and support. I am feeling good and will continue to rest at home. Thank you to medical staff and caretakers everywhere and my continued prayers for those who are ill or have a family member impacted by the virus. Now, the takeaway from that is that she would not be then traveling to Walter Reed. And, uh, in fact, speaking of Walter Reed, I do have here before me some uh, some breaking news. And it comes via Twitter from the president. Four minutes ago, he has tweeted, quote, I will be leaving the great Walter Reed Medical Center today at 6.30 p.m. I'm assuming that's East Coast time, uh, 4.30 then here in the mountains. Feeling really good. Don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. We have developed, under the Trump administration, some really great drugs and knowledge. I feel better than I did 20 years ago. All right. The big news there is the president, uh, at least as he has announced here via Twitter, will be leaving uh, Walter Reed National Military Medical Center today at uh, what I believe is 4.30 uh, Mountain Time, 6.30 in the tweet. Uh, so in our time zone here, 4.30. Uh, so that's good. And coming back to this conversation, uh, and you, you can laugh at me or roll your eyes, not UW, of course, but uh, you know all those folks who are uh, you know replying to Melania's uh, tweet that they would be separated, uh, I'm heartened. I'm glad that he gets to go home and be with his wife. Well, and it probably should continue to quarantine certainly. individually, you would think. Um, and certainly with her having COVID, she should not she should be under a quarantine until she until she starts to feel better. There's no reason at all for her to be traveling anywhere outside the White House. Um, I was reading a Deseret News um, American Family Survey. Deseret News and BYU do this survey every year, and this is from four years ago. Um, at that time, 87 percent felt their families were doing just fine, but 34 percent 
felt other families were having troubles and were much weaker. So I think that oh that gosh. American Family Survey by the D News and BYU from four years ago shows us that we wow. tend to look inward and think we are just moseying along through life beautifully. It's everyone else who's got the problem. That's a heartbreaking thing. That's what leads to these headlines, though. That's what leads to... Um, you know, the conversation that everybody else's marriage is in trouble um, or or why did he uh, marry so young and, and judging him for that. But I'm looking over the list of presidents over the last, uh, you know, couple hundred years. And, you know, you've got several, you know, um, Ronald and Nancy, 10 years apart, Jackie and Jack, they were 12 years apart. Um, James Madison and, and Dolly Madison were 17 years apart. Grover Cleveland, if I remember correctly, married uh, a substantial, maybe, maybe, maybe 30 years plus his junior, uh, married her in the red room of the, of the White House. What I take away from that American family survey from four years ago is that it is so much easier to judge others than it's to look inside our own circle. Because if we do look inside our own circle and find trouble, that means we have to fix it. Yeah, Debbie, that's got to be the last word. Thank you so much for your insight. Thanks, Lee. Uh, thanks for hanging around. Debbie Dejanovic of, of Dave and Dejanovic Mornings here on KSL News Radio. Uh, so grateful for your insight always. Uh, and listen, we're going to take a break right now. When we return, uh, there internally here yesterday, we, we were circulating an article from the New York Times, and it touches on a very important point, and it has to do with how members of the media ask questions about the age and fragility of some elected officials. The undeniable reality is that the United States government right now is led by older individuals. And with age comes health challenges. And discussing them is not rude, it's not impolite, I think it's necessary. We'll get into those details next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.